What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Ante Campbell, and this is episode one of the Tay Talks podcast. Today, we had a very special guest from Houston, Texas. In 2017, they were the Houston Basketball Player of the Year. In the same year, his Cy Falls high school basketball team won a Texas State Championship, and he was also MVP of this Texas State Championship team. Then he moved on to college where he played at the University of Texas El Paso and Stephen F. Austin, where he had 1,000, over 1,000 points in his career. And in 2022, that Stephen F. Austin team was the WAC Conference Champions. And of course, as many of you may know, I'm talking about a great dear friend of mine, Nigel Hawkins. We had an amazing conversation today talking about basketball, life, music, and the intersectionality between the three. And I really can't wait for you guys to hear it. So enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. So we're here with my brother from another mother, Nigel Hawkins, and we're just going to get straight into it. Obviously, Nigel, you hail from the great Houston, Texas. Yeah. How do you think Houston shaped you into the player that you are today? Man, uh, I have to start with, you know, Houston, Texas. Texas is known for football, bro. So that's what I grew up playing. Um was playing that all the way, like literally from you can walk to uh, seventh grade. And then uh, I feel like that helped my toughness, you know, uh, just, you know, running into stuff and not being afraid to get hit. So once I did that, I had switched over to basketball probably around seventh going into eighth grade. And uh, after I had broke my ankle playing football, I was like, yeah, basketball is my sport. Yeah, let's talk about that. Obviously, you had a couple of injuries here and there in college that I was there for during our time at UTEP. You had a hand injury when you first started and had a concussion in there somewhere in the middle. Obviously, that can be tough to deal with as an athlete you have a dream that you're trying to achieve and injuries hold you back from achieving that dream and a big part of that is it messes with your mental so I just wanted to talk a little bit about how you got through those situations and what helped you mentally get through those situations man first injury was uh in college was my hand which was uh literally probably like a couple practices before our first scrimmage versus Grand Canyon. And uh, I've actually played in the Grand Canyon, uh, Canyon scrimmage and had a really great game. <laughs> uh, but, you know, coming back from that hand injury, um, honestly, it didn't phase me uh, because, well, the only thing that phased me is that I had to have my hand wrapped up. But, in terms of like uh, shooting and like I can't dribble this way, can't do that certain things. Like it didn't really bother me, uh, but just having faith in the Lord about you know just bouncing back because I had broke my hand before in high school, so it was nothing. Uh, it was nothing new, but like the concussion one uh, was definitely um, something different because that affects like literally your mental <laughs> I would say because you have all these questions about that they make you do about how you're feeling and what what the certain things look like and trying to do certain tasks so like you get to an overthinking state about uh like dang am I okay but I feel like after that concussion I definitely 
uh, had more awareness of like how I feel because up until that point, wasn't even thinking about how I felt. Like every day was a great day. Got to play basketball. Was in college. Just everything was great. You feel me? So after that, that was that was good good for me though because you start having to deal with your emotions. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously, I think we all sometimes go through that struggle, you know what I mean? Just trying to figure it out. And then we get over the hump and then we do figure it out. I know that, like, for me, obviously, uh, you have to get I had to get away from basketball sometimes, you know, uh, basketball. You know me. I love it. Uh, but as at the same time, playing 2K, uh, watching basketball on TV, watching NBA, watching college, you know what I mean? Watching our own film, watching the other teams that we're about to play film, you know, going out there and doing it in the morning, at night, you know what I mean? In the middle of the day when we got practice and weights, you know, sometimes you got to figure out ways to get away from it uh, just to, you know, be able to realign yourself with it. So what are some of the ways that you – personally got away from the sport that helped you uh be better when you came back Ooh. Uh, i would say when i was younger it was like um just going to see my family you know uh biggest thing was like go to go see my grandparents because uh of course they're going to ask me about basketball but you know, the, the the smallest things to them mean a lot. So just being around them allows me to take my mind away from basketball. But as I got older, I started finding more things that I like other than basketball. And I would say that that was playing video games with y'all. Uh, uh, it would be like golf um, to anything, honestly, like, college has way more things that you can imagine about like you got theater you just got you you just have so many events going on in college that all you have to do is just show up and like and be open-minded and you could be changed so uh yeah i love to travel that's an easy way to get away from hoops we love to eat so we always went somewhere different to go try and eat. So mm-hmm. all that all that stuff helps uh, get away from the game, get your mind right, reset. Number All right, number one place that you've been so far uh, that's not Houston, Texas. And then I need the number one <laughs> food. I need your number one go-to. Every time I land back in Houston, Texas, I'm there every single time. I need those oh, two. Oh, man. Oh my gosh, it came with some heat. Uh, my favorite place to visit, <sighs> it has to be LA. Uh, as of right now, uh, you know, I had my little, my little time where I was out there um, a lot, a lot, I should say. And, and then a strong second would be Atlanta. I have some family in Atlanta, and they're right in the mix, so. Uh, we always do something fun and then to come to Houston and you want to eat great man I know for you it's uh you got to get your Shipley Donuts is that still high on your list (laughs) always got to touch down and get my Shipley Donuts yes no question Uh, but you know that's not my number one spot in Houston but okay okay definitely gotta get those yeah, yeah. You love our you love our shit we've done this, man. But uh I'll probably say, bro, I've been on Mediterranean food uh recently, okay. bro. Oh my goodness. And like there's this place called uh Zara. Zara Medita- Mediterranean food. Oh my goodness. Zara Whatever like the close spot? Like, like Z-A-R-A? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes, exactly like that one, bro. And whatever you want, man, like chicken lamb beef rice like it's so good the euro wraps i love it mm-hmm. and that's why when you come down i'll have to take you there yeah yeah for sure shout out to your uh your uncle for taking us to that mediterranean spot in el paso oh, that one time oh. opening our eyes 
Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, Uncle Ron, man, he shot, he took us down there after after a game. Oh my gosh, that was a Mediterranean place. Yeah, uh huh. See, yep. oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, that's good eats right there, bro. Good eats. Great eats. Great. You just eats. feel better. Yeah. You feel better after eating that. Yeah, man, it's like their version of soul food for real. It's just good for the soul. <laughs> Yeah, right, right, facts. <laughs> yeah, so tell me who got better food, though. Who you rocking with, Houston or Atlanta, bro? You know you've been to both, so who's who's better? Obviously, Houston, man, you know. Okay. We got whatever you want. We got the Tex-Mex. We got mm-hmm. the wine and dines. We got the Mediterranean food. You got your Chinese food, like... Mm-hmm. It's just way more, but of course, you know, in Atlanta, you got your, you got your soul food, and you, you know, you got your wine and dine places. But Houston, whatever you yeah. want, whatever you You're want. I have some Atlanta people mad at you in the comments, man. <laughs> They're gonna be mad. Put me on, yeah, man. But I just gotta say, LA got the best burgers, man. Oh man, and I'm gonna stand on that. Shout out That's to Hawkins, good. man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Hawkins. So, look, you talked about doing some other things on campus and taking advantage of everything that's on campus. So, tell me a little bit about the sports outside of basketball that you like going to on campus, man. You know, you went to two different schools, UTEP and SFA. So, hit me with one from each. Man, so at UTEP, I feel like the best sporting event to go to other than basketball was um, first two weeks of football season. First two weeks of football season. First two weeks of football season was always fun. Going out on the field was always fun. Going out on the field, packed out squad, you know, the the people were going to show out for that. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yep, going um, to get some good food, you know, before the games at the tailgates. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, bro. Yes. Facts. Okay. Now. And then, SFA? Mm-hmm. Shoot, SFA, uh, the next best. Obviously, you got your football, but I'm going to go with volleyball. I feel like our volleyball team was really good, mm-hmm. and um, – the environment, the gym that they played in, like, is very compact and small. So, like, you know, you got your crazy fans cheering, mm-hmm. yelling, and then, you know, when they you know, they get a kill and spike the ball, bro, like, it's so loud in there. Mm-hmm. And they always have, like, great, great energy, great, like, crowds. Mm-hmm. So, it was fun to be around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think also, you know, at UTEP, I only asked you for one, but, you know, obviously we went to uh, – we had a lot of fun at women's basketball games. We had a lot of fun when we could oh, yeah. you know, obviously during, once again, the conference, our schedules are flip-flopped. But when we got the stadium, right. that was fun. Um, definitely right. definitely had a lot of fun at soccer games, no question about that. Volleyball, too. Uh, you know, definitely. Volleyball, too. No question about that. All right. So, um, man, you know, talking about that, that time, like, obviously you just finished up. Um, what's something that you wish you knew at the beginning? Uh, we talked a little bit about being open. Uh, and I really, you know, every time a college kid asks me, or a kid, a freshman going to their freshman year of college asks me, like, what's something that I wish I knew? I always tell them, like, hey, yeah, I wish I knew to be, you know, open to whatever opportunity came to me, take advantage of everything that's on campus. But, you know, more sports related, what's something that you wish you knew um, from the beginning that you know now? Man, oh, my goodness. There's a a whole laundry list. uh... But the one that's uh, resonating a lot with me right now is uh, like tomorrow the sun's still gonna shine. Like just not being so hard on yourself. Um, that it's okay to make mistakes, and uh, it's you have a great day. You're gonna go to sleep, wake up, 
and then you're going to hit the ground again, running. And then if you have a bad day, it sucks. You're going to go to sleep, you're going to wake up, you're going to hit the ground and have to start running again. So not getting too high, not getting too low, just allowing, allowing to, allowing yourself to mess up. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely agree that I wish, you know, I knew at the beginning, <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, everything's going to be all right. Um, I think that right. you learned that lesson real quickly, uh, you know, not to be that guy or to my own horn, but, you know, I was always in your ear like, hey, shoot the next shot. You know what I mean? Don't worry right. about it. Right. You know what I mean? Get back. Right. Get a stop. We're going to get it back. You know what I mean? It's one play. We on to the next one. You know what I'm saying? Always with you. Um, and I definitely, you know, I, you know, shout out to my guys at Fresno State. Definitely had some dudes that did that for me, too, um, and taught me that lesson uh, because she, sometimes you look at the box score and you like, I suck. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You look at the box score, you're right. like two for 14. You know what I mean? You're like, damn, I'm terrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but Man. then as long as, you know, you pick, you, you got to pick yourself up a little bit, but you're, you know, you, hopefully you have some vets there that uh, pick you up as well. And just, you know, know that, you know, it's a grind every day. You just got to get a little every bit day. better. Nah, that, that time I was very appreciative, you know, you know, when you're young, you really don't see that, that light at the end of the tunnel and you just, you have a goal goal in mind is it's like I gotta do everything perfect to get to that goal and mm-hmm. not even realizing that you being in my ear about being in the next play and XYZ, like how valuable that was for me at that time. Because, uh, like bro, it literally only takes one play, one one shot, one deflection, one steal to literally do something else great like mm-hmm. it's not you always like one one layup is two points one free throw is one point like you're not going to make a three and score and make it count as 17 points you know what i'm saying so just just taking it one at a time literally yeah one at a time and i also think personally uh would help me a lot is just trying to remember what you play for, you know? Um, and I would always mm-hmm. have like little reminders, of, um, you know, whether it be something I was wearing or something I run on my shoes or whatever, like of little ways to remind myself of what I, why I was playing the game that I was playing. Yeah. And, uh, did you have any of those like in your time that you had to remind yourself of what you played for? Yeah. Um, I want to say I start reminding myself uh, what I played for probably that COVID season. What was that? 2019 to 2020. And Mm -hmm. uh, Kobe had died. And uh, Kobe and Gigi and everyone else that was in that uh, tragic helicopter crash. And I started riding on my shoes then. Uh, One shoe I had Kobe and Gigi. And then the other one I had, uh, my favorite Bible verse, Hebrews 11 and 1. Uh, it just talks about having faith in unseen things and believing in it. Um, but, yeah, those are the, you know, you got Mamba mentality and what he stands for, literally about what we're pursuing every day, about just showing up and not being afraid to make mistakes and just keep trying. And then you got having your belief and your faith and it literally is not seen and you have to trust it. Yeah, man. Yeah. You definitely got to have faith in order to keep things going. And it's something that I learned along the way playing that it doesn't necessarily have to be a religious faith for some people, but you definitely got to have some type of faith in order to get through the tough times. Yeah, it's definitely just a great life lesson that basketball taught us is that everything's not going to go your way. And when things aren't going your way, 
you have to be faithful that and have a belief and a hope that things are going to go the right way or you're just going to get lost and stuck. Uh, some may call it a depression, but you just get stuck in this like groggy mood, whether it be yeah. athletically or in life. And, you know, you just can't get too high. and You can't get too low. You got to stay even kill, which we definitely know about. And it reminds me of that Kobe quote where it's like, yeah, hey, job's not finished. You job's know, not job's, finished. Not, job's not finished. What is there to be happy about, you know, when you're going through the through the grind? When things are really good, you can't get too high. And when things are really bad, you can't get too low. You just got to stay the same. And you got to go at the same pace. But, you know, speaking of Kobe, what athletes inspire you off the court? Because I think, obviously, that's an, an athlete that inspired a lot of people on and off the court. So For what sure. athletes inspire you to uh, be the best version of yourself off the court? Right now, man, I'm, uh, I find myself uh, being inspired by Damian Lillard. Um, I've been listening. I've been listening to his music. Uh, I, I knew that he rapped. But I never really listened. And, uh, you know, regardless if it's him rapping or doing interviews, whenever he has a mic in front of him, I think he speaks with a lot of power, a lot of hope, a lot of belief in himself. He understands where he came from and where he's at. And he's humble, but also confident. And those are just a bunch of traits that I wanna, I wanna have on the court, off the court, um, because the biggest thing uh, is your mentality. Wherever your mentality at is where your body and your success lays. Yeah, no question. Mentality is a big thing. Uh, you said that, and I think the people that I want to talk about have a great mentality as well. Uh, first, I want to shout out Lisa Leslie. I think that she really inspires me personally off the court, obviously two time WNBA champion, two time yeah. finals MVP. No question Ooh. about what she does. Yeah. yeah. No question about what Legend. she does on the court, but off the court, she's just so philanthropic. She really focuses mm. on, Breast, you know, helping the fight for breast cancer, uh, supports uh, black-owned businesses, yeah, gives back to women and girls, you know, all across the world, especially in Compton where she's from, and uh, she just supports voter advocacy as well, which is like a huge thing for me uh, to advocate against voter suppression, which is a big deal. Uh, I don't think. Right that we have enough people trying to do that and make sure that everybody has access to voting and fair access to voting. Right. And I think it's an important part of the system that we have here in the United States is that everybody does get out and vote and that everybody knows that their vote is important, no matter what state they're voting in or who they want to vote for. It's important to be heard in that way. Yes. And also, I mean, she's just dope. She raises two kids. She's coaching a, a big three team, you know, to cha a championship. I think it was in 2019. What? And she's, and she's broadcasting, you know? So she's doing all of this stuff and still career and life focused. Right. And like you said about Dane, Anytime she gets in front of a mic, she just speaks extremely well, which is not mm -hmm. a surprise. Very mm -hmm. educated woman. Um, and I hope that one day I can juggle all the th great things that she juggles. <laughs> and be right. as great as her, man. For real. And then on top of that, I definitely want to shout out LeBron. I think it's obvious to talk about him. Because everybody yep. hears about everything that he does. But I also think that a lot of it just goes unstated. And I don't think it should be that way just because it it should it feels like it's expected, right? Of him. Always. But we 
we don't see everybody's greatest athlete, you know, in the in the time in the sport, you know what I mean? Like doing that at that level and being so hands on with the school, with his community, uh, with his friends, you know, with his family, you know, speaking about his friends, he brought them up with him. Who does that? Almost unheard of at that level. Right. Like that's definitely something that I want to inspire to be. And it reminds me of that Jay-Z quote, you know, from the Carters, I think it's the song boss him and B and he's talking to, he says here we say we here we say you broke if everybody gets broke except for you that's the quote man. and I take Oof. that to heart one day Jeez. I want to be able to help out everybody around me in my circle you know like if somebody else is broke and they're in my circle then I'm not doing my job you know as yep. a friend not necessarily saying I got to hand them a bag, but no, I got to mm-hmm. help them out with the keys to success as right. well. And mm-hmm. I inspired to be at that level. So shout out LeBron for that, you know, for being such a great mind in that space and being a, a great person off the basketball court, as long as obviously one of the greatest to play the game of basketball. Yeah. Uh, and that reminds me to ask you, you know, what's something that you gain from this sport that you never thought that you would gain at the beginning when you were a kid? First playing basketball, um, you don't think about what the game can actually do for you. You know, it's just you try to just have fun and score and win. But I say that uh, the game of basketball brought to me relationships with people and uh, meeting people, putting me in rooms that I never thought I would uh, be in or even think across my mind about. Um, I would say a great example would be our relationship, you know, meeting in El Paso at UTEP, and I'm from Houston, you from LA, and uh, just our relationship has um, lasted longer than us just being in college, and is giving us both opportunities to meet new people, uh, do certain things like like this podcast right here, so. I would say relationships is the biggest thing. Yeah, man. Definitely relationships. You have a lot of great relationships, a lot of great friends. You have your boy, Andrew, and uh, he's been a great friend of yours. Yeah. And he's going to continue to be a great friend of yours. And I want to say shout out to Andrew and good luck in his upcoming wedding. But for those that don't know, uh, Drew and Nigel actually won a state championship for the yes, state sir. of Texas. Yes, sir. To 2017. Yeah, man. 2017. So can you just tell us a little bit about you and Drew and you guys' relationship and just tell us a little bit about him and what he has going on in his life now? Yeah, yeah. Drew, my brother, man. Uh, congratulations. Um, and best of luck with him and Andrew. I mean, him and Alex, my bad. Um, but, yeah, Drew and I, honestly, were foes. We were, uh, we were enemies at first. Uh, I always seen him as a rival growing up playing basketball. And then once we got to side falls, we became best of friends. And um, But, yeah, my guy, he's won at every single level. Uh, for those that don't know, he's Asian. And his nickname is Asian Sensation. So you see somebody playing uh, playing basketball at that level, you just – people remember it, especially with a nickname like that. But once he's finished uh, college, my man jumped straight into training and coaching. So he's out here in Houston. And uh, within months, his business has grown and people – 
already knew who he was from being a great player, but uh, they they know more now because he's in the training slash coaching uh, uh, space, and I he's probably the best hustler I know. Like everything Drew does, he hustles. Like he can juggle a million things at one time and give everything his his best. And uh, I'm proud of him. Yeah, man. Shout out, Drew. So, I, you know, I want to talk about how we earlier talked about the challenges of going through the ups and downs and of being an athlete. How do you attack things when things aren't going your way and you're slumping and you need to get back on the right track? And how does that relate to the things that you do off the court in the same instances? I would say when it comes to going through a slump and trying to come out on the other side better, uh, things that help me are just announcing it, like with my words, basically just say what I'm struggling with. And then by doing so, uh, I feel like, okay, this is the problem, being intentional with that. Um, what what is struggling, and then try to figure out a plan to do so. And uh, when you do that, I feel like, well, for me, I know that really helps me uh, just work through it without any uh, without any pressure. So in uh, in correlation with like life. <laughs> It's the same thing, basically, announcing with your voice, like, if that's a problem you have with some somebody or uh, you really not, you're struggling to be on time, uh, announce it, and then uh, make a plan to be better about it. And then right now, that's really been helping me get through slumps or things I'm struggling with. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you saying is like you just gotta be open and honest yep. with yourself and the people around you. Oh man. And then you gotta come up with a plan to attack it. I feel like that's definitely I feel like that's definitely been been you though. You <laughs> know what I mean? We go back to the UTEP days and it's okay. I was two for fourteen <laughs> like we in the jail. Right. Uh, we gotta make. I miss. I miss eight. I miss three of them from the corner. We gotta make two hundred yeah. from the corner. And we gotta make another two hundred from right. the under corner, and we gotta do this and this and that. And uh, you know, definitely just like a attack mindset. Yeah. Like, okay, this is what's not working. I'm not good here right yeah. now. And in order to get to where I want to be, I gotta go and just rep it out. Mm-hmm. I gotta grind i gotta you know do it until i figure it out and uh i think the key is is like it's not stress it's not stress related though you know it's like it's focused and like you said intentional i love that word because it's like doing everything with intention at that point because sometimes we go through life and we and we float you know and we we just we're in a routine and it's monogamous and we're floating a little bit and just allowing wherever life to take us to take us and sometimes when things are going right you got to grab hold of what you can and make sure that you're doing it precisely in the correct way and then once you do that then everything else starts to fall in line a little bit and you know going back to college a little bit you know since we're talking about it you know, you're fortunate. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about with the, yeah. the fortune. You know, making a little little money off of that name, image, and likeness. Yes. NIL. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the college students who are making NIL. You know, you got the people who are really yeah. getting to the, to the bag, like Caleb Williams and the uh, Haley Van Lith and twins. the Cavender twins who you know, Shador just finished stop Shador you know Keontae what I'm saying Kennedy. you know 
Oh, so you want to bring up Key. Okay, we, yeah, we, yeah, Keontae Kennedy, you know what I'm saying? My boy Jeremiah yeah. Myers, too. We talking about yeah. football players. Shout out FSU. Yeah. We with the Seminoles. We with the Seminoles. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. Uh, tell me a little bit about what it was like from going from a situation where you were always good at managing your money, but, you know, making more money now uh, with the NIL situation than, you know, struggling with, I won't say a little bit, but just yeah. less yeah. Uh, beforehand. Man, uh, last couple of years, I was fortunate um, to be able to make some money off my name, image, and likeness. Uh, shout out to Mr. Rocco and ETEPS, man. Uh, just being able to have some extra change in your pocket, you know, uh, like, like you said, I've always been good with my money and being out there at SFA, uh, a lot of stuff was taken care of, so I, I could pocket that. And whenever I wanted to do something fun, like travel or, or eat really good, uh, it was no, um, it was no stressing about it. Uh, and shoot, and I didn't realize this, but even after college, like just taking care of that money and doing certain things with it has allowed me to, you know, have some freedom as I, uh, as I pursue my dreams. So yeah, shout out to all the people out there making, making, making money off their name, image and likeness. Yeah, man. What can you tell me a little bit about that process? Obviously, I never really went through that. Uh, what is that like a little uh, bit? It's a great feeling, man. Um, let's just say I'm going to take – I know this happens a lot. So I'll probably say um, we go into a football game, right, and uh, they want to put the basketball team out there uh, and want you to sign autographs. On behalf of uh, a, a town company that's in the city or whatever, and uh, basically you go out there, sign autographs and stuff, and uh, you get you get a a W a W four form or whatever that thing is, and you fill it out, mm -hmm. and then um, shoot, we at SFA we use a, a app called Influencer and. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, that whoever whoever wanted to how do you say it? Whoever wanted your 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 work, uh, it comes up on your phone, and then direct deposit set up like that, and mm -hmm. then on that influencer app, you can also like look for opportunities around you, uh, locally and like nationally where uh, you can apply for and um, see if there's any opportunities to make money there too. Wow. Yeah. That's a great tool. That's a great tool, man. I'm glad that you guys are getting, you know, access, obviously you're done, but you know, yeah. college athletes in general are getting access to those things. Right. Uh, yeah. That's great. So, yeah, I would definitely want to talk now a little bit about your family. You got a great family. I love, absolutely love the Hawkins family. You know, they treat me like I'm <laughs> one of theirs. Fact. Um, Fact. And I want to talk about, you know, your little brother. You got a great little brother. Mm -hmm. Shout out Mikey Hawkins. Uh, he's in at the JUCO level right now, uh, grinding, trying to get it done, trying to chase his dreams. What lessons did having a little brother teach you about basketball and what lessons in basketball did you learn that helped you out with your relationship with your little brother? Yeah, yeah. I was just having this conversation with my mom literally like yesterday, bro. And Mikey, uh, Mikey was just gifted, literally. Didn't have to teach him how, how to walk. Didn't have to teach him how to jump. Didn't have to teach him how to ride a bike. Uh he just got it and he's just he has that great skill of being able to do anything and uh people to like him like mikey's mikey probably know more of my friends 
then I know my friends. <laughs> and, uh, but Mikey, he doesn't know this. Like on the basketball side, Mike with that that skill is just getting things uh, quickly and not really have to work on them. Uh, he allows he allowed me to like learn from him, just being free and allowing creativity and uh, uh, just like a, a care a carefree attitude. That way, like, hey, if you if you throw the ball into the third row, it's okay. Next play, and then <laughs> next next play, come down and hit a three sixty layup. But Mikey will always tell me to, bro, you look stiff, bro. Relax, relax. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but when Mikey and I got in the gym, I feel like that took our relationship to the next level because, um, you start understanding, like, how he sees things and what he likes and what type of music he likes and all this other stuff. And then I guess we, uh, I think that helped us build a bond whenever we went back home because it's like, I got your back and you got my back. And then I went to college and he went to high school and then uh, just having that long distance and uh, someone that he looks up to and uh, him being proud of me and and vice versa has helped our, our relationship, like with ultimate respect. Yeah, man. And you know, I'm just I'm waiting for the day where Mikey catches you. It just so the people at home know, you know, <laughs> Mikey got that bounce. He he might be a little bit shorter than Nigel, but right. he he got hops. So uh, yeah, he I know he'd be yeah. one of the duck on Nigel in one of these workouts. Yeah. I can't wait to get that video because I know it's gonna be posted everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, that that's probably the day he retires, bro. He's gonna take off his shoes and freaking run around, and I'll probably be on TikTok because if you know Mikey, he's the social media king. King, <laughs> man, he he, run, he runs social media, TikTok and Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Those little dances and everything. Oh man, I love it. No question. All right, man. Well, you know, I also want to shout out your mom. Miss Tanya, yep. you know, great woman. But I also want to talk a little bit about your dad. Can you just mm-hmm. talk to people and, you know, let a, let everybody know about your dad and his career and just a little bit about that situation, man? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I want to give a shout-out to mom. What's up, mom? Miss Tanya, as everybody knows, uh, love you and thank you for all you do. But my dad, uh, Mike Hawkins, uh, for those that don't know, he um, went to school at Xavier University up there in Cincinnati, and he also played basketball, played in the NBA for like four or five seasons, then played overseas for five seasons. And, uh, yeah, just having a dad that played at that level. Um, I forgot what year it was. I need to, I, I need to know, but uh, when the NBA went on strike about – uh, playing overseas, so they sent in the, you know, the guys that wanted to go, which were, you know, probably the quote-unquote backups to the, the superstars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to go and represent Team USA, so he just has a lot of knowledge, and with me going through college and about to go into my pro career, he's really helped me get an understanding of, uh, like what I'm going through is normal and uh, just helping me mentally because like I said, your mentality is everything. Yeah. You talked a little bit about you transitioning into the pros, uh, professional basketball. What are some of the challenges that come with being off campus and, you know, having the now not have school and all of that other stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, coaches love to say, uh, why are you in college? This is the greatest time of your life. Uh, which it is to a certain extent, but I will disagree and say that life does get better. But in college, things are taken care of uh, 
for you. And it makes it a lot easier for you to just focus on yourself, like uh, finding meals. So now being out of college, I've picked up cooking. A little bit, nothing crazy, but you know, I could throw down Chef Hog, Chef Hog. Yeah, Chef Hog, bro. Season ends and all that stuff learning. But um another thing is like uh I always been, you know, self self starter, so but it kinda helps creating your own schedule and knowing that and then following that rather than in college. You might have somebody to text you or remind you or uh, follow, follow you uh, 30 minutes before class, hey, get to class, or hey, get over here, get over there, you got this at this time. You don't really get that when you're um, when you're out of college or whatever, and you're on your own, but it's been good uh, just being back in Houston and touching, touching back with, like, the city, like, the people in the city and um, the food and Shoot, just all the things that comes with it, uh, the sightseeing, all that stuff. It's been great, bro. For sure. So, yeah, man, uh, obviously you're in a new situation. There's also a couple of NBA players in new situations. Mm. Which ones are you looking forward to watching now? Man, I love the movement that's been going on. It's like uh, it's like playing 2K and you freaking uh, simulate your career and like everybody's on different teams now. But I think the guy I'm looking forward to see the see uh, take that next step is uh, Ant Simons, bro. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's always had great guards in front of him, uh, like CJ McCollum and Dane, and now they gone and he stepped up when CJ left and now Dane left, can he take that next step and be that guy and win some games? So I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, man. And that's, you know, obviously we're all excited to see Dame in his new situation. Uh, I went to that preseason game against the Lakers with my mom. uh, (laughs) And it's fun to, fun to watch him, you know, see him mess with Giannis early days obviously, but I think that's going to be a fun situation to tap into and watch this season that everybody's obviously looking into. Um, But one of those guys, you know, who's had a lot of people in front of them as well, similar path um, that I'm really looking forward to seeing this season and watching is Jordan Poole. Uh, Obviously he had 40 in the garden in the preseason game the other day and he comes back and he, he goes one for fifteen, I think, in the in the next game. Um, yep. And Igudala, shout out Iggy, obviously just retired. Uh, but he was talking about in the podcast that you know it's going to be a challenge for him to be an everyday type of guy, and now the responsibility is on him to score twenty every night, score thirty every night. And it's a different Mm -hmm. challenge when you got, you know, double teams coming every night and you're the guy, you know, and you have to be a leader. Uh, So I'm really excited to see how he takes on that challenge. Um, And, you know, we talked a little bit about like off the court guys that we really like to see. And I think, uh, you know, Jordan Poole with his, you know, his fashion game is somebody (laughs) that I, definitely like to see and you yeah. know dame with the music and you know yep. basketball sports fashion music you know that's three lanes that drake really likes to get into so look i need you to tell me man how are we feeling about that newest drake album for all the dogs for all the dogs for all the dogs man I'm I'm rocking with it, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, this is this is cool. Then I started listening to the naysayers, man. And they were saying, oh, Drake it fell off, and Drake is not this, Drake not that. And I start feeding into it. Then I started listening again, and I was like, nah, this is it. Uh, I think he just 
his music was made this this album was made for the times now and i feel like a lot of people can relate with you know the features like yeet and and sexy red and mm-hmm. uh um what's his name bad bunny mm-hmm. uh, so the the way that he could just you know he can and j cole oh my gosh I can, what am i doing but uh but the way that he can be versatile like that, bro, it, it it allows him to last this long. Yeah, no question. Uh, I love the fact that he is doing that stuff with Yeet, and it's kind of funny to do the the little that every time he drops an album, he becomes a meme, you know. Oh my gosh! I do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm not gonna Facts. do that. I ain't gonna do the verse, but we all know <laughs> what I'm talking about. You know, the little money for fun. But yeah, uh, yeah, man. And then obviously, like you said, shout out J Cole finally getting his first number one hit. Um, I think this Drake album was good, man. I think that it has a lot more replayability for me down the road than his last three projects probably do. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, obviously we got it. I was in that same boat. I think it, as far as letting other people's opinions kind of curve how I feel about the music. Yeah. Um, but it's good to form, form your own opinions, you know? And I think that I definitely like it a lot more now. It definitely took some time to grow on me, but it's got some hits in there, you know what I'm saying? It's got some hits. Which which ones are you got a favorite? Maybe a favorite track or two you want to share from the album? Man, uh, I think uh, I think that song changes every day, bro, or <laughs> at least at least twice a week. But right now, I say my favorite song on there is uh, probably First Person. First person. First person shooter. Yeah. With, with J. Cole, you know, just mm-hmm. like the way they speaking on there, the tone, the, the, you feel it. You feel what they talking about and how they coming and, uh, shoot. That's, that's, that's pregame music right there. Yeah. Two goats, man. How can you go wrong? Two goats. Uh, personally, I think I'm a, you know, tried our best. I really like that song. You know, ah. I always been with the R and B jaws. Just in case yeah. anybody, just in case anybody knows uh, or wants to know, they'll give me the ox if we work it out because I put in the R and B jaws. I put in the R and B jaws. Oh, while we hooping, you know, to be me, Nigel, or Rich. You know, shout out Rich. We used Man, to do that. Rich. We used to do that back in the UTEP days. You know what I'm saying? Man. But yeah, tried our best is probably the one that I'm rocking with the most right now. Obviously, eight a.m. Anytime Drake has a timestamp, he's com- he's not coming to play. <laughs> Man, he's he's naming a bunch of a bunch of things that you can't even pronounce. Man, time timestamp Drake is top two, and he's not two. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Man, elite. elite. Yeah, man. So, yeah, of course, now we're talking about the music. I got to ask you for your red light jam. Um, Anybody at home that doesn't know, hasn't seen it, not familiar with my Instagram posts. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Back, ooh, I don't even know when. I want to say like 2015, 2016. You know, I used to ride around in the car, you get it to the red light and you got to post a, you know, post a video of the song that you're listening to to, you know, share with the people. And uh, back in like 2018, when I met Nigel, I was back home one day, um, you know, post my little red light (laughs) jam, call it a RLJ. And uh, uh, Nigel was like, what's this, man? What, what are you doing with this? And I'm like, yeah, it's a red light there. You got to show the people what you're listening to. And uh, so him and a couple of other friends like Key, Effie, you know, Mikey even, uh, yep. started doing the red light jam. So 
Um, you know, I don't really do them too much anymore. You know, we upgraded to CarPlay, so you can't record the video yeah. while you're listening. Ooh, but I didn't know that. Oh, but that's, um, that's, that's baller status. Nah, nothing like that. Nothing at all. But you know, uh, give me a red light jam, man. Oh man, shoot! All right. Just, just so everybody knows too, your RLJ is based on how you feeling. It don't have to be a certain category. Just, it's about how you feeling right there. So, like right now. I feel like, oh, I feel like uh, probably uh, Brent. I'm going to go with Brent. Brent Fires, man. I'm going to go with uh, All Mine. Ooh. All Mine by, by Brent, bro. All Mine. That's a good one. Okay, why are you choosing that one, though? Man, uh, it's. I feel like that captures... Uh, you know, the 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 vibe of just being in a city. It's dark. You know, uh, you got your lights, street lights, building lights, and you with your girl, bro. And shoot, you just hear that. All mine, all mine, all mine. All. Yeah, and I'm not gonna do too much, but yeah, that's that's why I'm gonna go with Brent. <laughs> Is that Brit? Are we getting the the start to the Nigel Hawkins uh, music career right now? Hey, inside track. Hey, you gotta be open minded, man. Uh, you know, I some people do say I, I could dabble a little bit. Okay, he gonna dabble a little bit. All right. Well, look, I'm gonna tell you mine, and I think it's funny because you know we brothers from another. Mm-hmm. The brothers from another mother, so I think we kind of in the same vein in that R and B kick, you know. But I'm not gonna go with Brent, you know. I'm gonna go with somebody from my city, Mister Giveon, mm. and I'm gonna rock with All to Me. But look, I love that song, and I'm gonna tell y'all why I chose that song. It reminds me. It has great R&B vibes, you know what I mean? A little bit of nighttime vibes with your shorty, like Nigel was yeah. saying. But obviously, with me starting this podcast and me adding the RLJ into it, I had to, and my boy Nigel being one of the, you know, early pioneers of the RLJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go back to one of our good moments. And it reminds <laughs> me of Nigel and I did karaoke. Back in 2020, 2020. I want to say. Yeah. Uh, one of our boys, Titus, Titus Verhoeven. Shout out Titus. He's playing overseas right now in Portugal. Yep. He, we come, Nigel and I take a trip to El Paso. And Titus with his little side missions, you know, he always got them side hey, missions. Gotta man. Be He's like, hey. <laughs> He's like, hey. I'm going to go to this little karaoke and arcade bar. Y'all should come through. So Nigel and I are like, okay, we'll come hang out or whatever, like for a little bit. And then, you know, we go go and do something else probably. But we show up and I don't know who convinced us to get on that mic and sing, but we got up. We chose all the me as our yeah. karaoke oh song. Oh, my God. Thanks. And we just did it. What the heck? It's a, it was a great tie, you know. It was a great tie that we had <laughs> together, and I can't believe that you know, especially Nigel, because <laughs> you know I can't sing like that. You know what I mean? If I if I could sing like anybody, it's definitely not Giveon. Hey, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's top. He's top. He's topping the game. We got up there. We got up there and did it. So that's why I chose all of me, man. But man. as we wrap up, is there anything that you want to shout out, man, or anybody that you want to shout out or whatever you got going on that you want to let p- the people know about? Man, I'll say just stay tuned. Uh, I want to say thank you for uh, allowing me to come on the podcast, bro. Uh, it means a lot that uh, you even think that 
my voice uh, should be heard, bro. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to my family and uh, uh, thank you for holding it down. Uh, God bless. God bless. And I want to thank everybody for listening to my first installment of this podcast. It's been a long time coming and there's more to come. We're going to get better every single week, you know, and uh, I appreciate you, Nigel, for coming out, man. My brother, it was only right to do it with the first installment with you. And I really appreciate you doing this process, going through this process with me and this journey. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And, you know, I just want to see you be successful, man. I'm so proud of you. I just want you to know that. And your family's proud of you. And you're going to continue to do great things. So, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. This was episode one of the Tay Talks podcast. We out. Yes, sir.